Welcome to another edition of the Dean Luggy Show here on Dog Post. Thanks for joining me again today. This is a quick Dean Luggy Show. We're going to go straight to what Kirby Smart talked about today, which was the uh, addition, of, the official announcement of the addition of Texas and Clemson to future schedules. One of the years is going to be very crowded. And I'll talk about that when Kirby gets done talking about what he has to think about this. Excited. I mean, I think when you come to the University of Georgia, it's you want to play against the best. And... Uh, I've always believed in playing, you know, power five opponents. I mean, look, our, our fan base will follow us anywhere. They want to go. We proved that last year. We've proven that over the history of time that the Georgia people will travel. Um, they want, they want great games. They want home and homes. And uh, that, as, as a coach, and I, think, I know going out recruiting, it helps. The CFP's proven that they want strength of schedule. They want you to play. Uh, good opponents who knows what the system will be 10 years from now it certainly could all change but um, I would argue that the better schedule you play and the better teams you play against the more rewarding it'll be 10 years from now I know 10 years ago from today nobody thought we'd be where we were and there's some teams that probably could have done benefit benefited themselves by playing a tougher schedule and to go out and get these two teams in the same year it's you know, it's you want to come to Georgia, you want to play against the best. That's what we want to build. We want kids that want to play against the best. So I'm excited for it. And uh, we've been looking at a lot of other opportunities as well. So just as Kirby talked about right there, that there's a lot of assumptions that are being made here, one of which is that uh, Georgia and Georgia Tech will still be playing in Athens on even years like they do right now. I mean, I don't know that that would change, but – uh, that would mean in 2029, Georgia would play at, excuse me, would host Texas at the start of the season, what, what we're assuming is the start of the season on September 1st. And two weeks later, they'd play at Clemson, and then they would conclude the end of the season in Atlanta at Georgia Tech. So that would involve what you would assume to be, and now you're scheduling these games, it, it's kind of hard to get to the point where you'd see there'd be a nine-game SEC schedule. It's hard to see that. Now, this is 11 years from now, so we can't know. But, um, you know, at Texas to start the season, I don't see how they're playing any legitimate foe between Clemson and Texas. So you'd play probably your one gimme game of the year uh, between those two. Then you'd play uh, Clemson on the road, and then you'd play eight straight games in SEC play and close the season against Tech in Atlanta. And then assuming, you know, you you, you won the East, you would uh, play in the SEC championship the week later. So, you know, it, it's true that, I mean, this is going, that season, 2029, If I mean, assuming we'll all be here, that's going to be the most challenging Georgia schedule um, that I can remember. I mean, you start talking about uh, in 2000. I think in 2009, they played Arizona State and Oklahoma State as well as Georgia Tech. And the Arizona State was not ranked. And we, we can't know what Texas and Clemson will be. That, you know, 10 years ago, Texas would have been a legitimate fight and Clemson would have been, you know, an easy game. Uh, whereas right now, you would say they both would be challenging games for sure. Uh, but we don't know who the head coaches will be. We don't know the, the landscape. It is hard to get excited for these games. When they're twelve years away, you know, you're still you're going to play Oregon before this. You're going to play Clemson before this, but um, it does shed light onto the future of um, of college football 
and um, that I just think stuff like this means more and more that we're not going to see a nine-game schedule in the SEC. I mean, the the television networks, ESPN will still have their contract then. Um, you know, guys like CBS or whoever has the t- the tier one could be ESPN. Whoever has the tier one contract, they do want. The ability, you know, CBS would love the ability to broadcast Clemson and Georgia, to broadcast Notre Dame, Georgia, to broadcast Texas, Georgia. And you get that with these home and homes. You know, it, it, they're interesting games. Obviously, Clemson and Georgia have played a ton of times. Georgia with a pretty heavy advantage, winning 42 games, losing 18, and the two have tied four times. Um Clemson and Georgia have not played a bunch lately. They've only played, uh, I think, five times since 1991, and Georgia's won all of them but one. And uh, in the case of Texas and Georgia, they've only played three times, uh, with Texas winning twice, but losing the most important one, which is the 1984 Cotton Bowl, cost Texas a national championship. Uh, so, the you know, it's good to see Clemson back on the schedule, home and home. Um, it's, it's a long way away, though. I mean, like... In, in 2030, uh, my children will only then be starting to graduate high school, see? So it's a long way away uh, from right now, and it's hard to get excited about it, but it does, I think, shed some light into the future of, of college football. You know, the other thing that came up today was the health of the offensive line. I'm going to let Kirby talk about that real quick here, and uh, then we'll jump back on uh, after he gets done talking about Ben Cleveland and the rest of the guys. Yeah, Ben played in the game the other night when um, Kendall uh, came out. So Ben was able to get in the game, play. Um, he feels better every, each and every day. Um, we felt like he's a really good shield protector, and um, with our coverage unit, he hadn't had to coverage a lot, cover a lot. So that's one of the safer things he's been able to do for us. Um, not sure yet on Kendall um, when he'll be back. Same thing on Kate Mays. He's going to be day to day as well. So. We may be looking at both those guys having work to do to get back. So, you know, this group is going to get healthy eventually completely. I mean, as Kirby said, Ben played the other night. He was out there on punt um, in punt, uh, punt uh, situations. Um, and it seemed like he was out there for sure when the game was out of hand in punt situations. Um, so, you know, that's really going to be a key for them. I um, mean, you know, I don't know if Cade Mays will play this week. You know, you got to wonder about that, but... This is really about getting completely healthy for the for the championship game in uh, on December first, and uh, you know a lot of guys have played, a lot of guys have started on the offensive line. I mean, think about how many guys now have been banged up on the offensive line: Ben Cleveland, Andrew Thomas, uh, Lamont Galliard. Uh, you've got Cade Mays. Uh, there have been a lot of guys who have been injured. So you're going to see a lot of those guys uh, get back in the near future, you would think. But uh, really just an important week for Georgia to get everything squared away in practice. These practices are really important. They're the last ones before the legitimate games of the end of the year. So if you're going to do anything and start implementing plans, now is the time. Doing it in the future won't really work. All right, thanks for joining me for a very quick Dean Leggy show here on Monday. And uh, check back on the, the channel and on iTunes. Uh, and go visit dogpost.com, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com today.